Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress-them-on-the-third-date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Happy, happy Saturday. Here we are, my friends, with another fresh edition of the Bob Rose Rewind. Thanks for tuning in. We start things off with Marion County Commissioner Carl Zalek. Always some great things going on in Marion County. Sports tourism is important. So are veterans. Let's get started right now on the Bob Rose Rewind 97.3 The Sky. Carl Zalek from Marion County. Good morning, sir. Good morning, Bob. Hey, um, oh, man. you got some good things going on in uh, Marion County. Big uh, big baseball tournament that you guys are having again this year. Tell me about that. Yeah, so it's, a, it's awesome. I mean, the Rotary Sports Complex always does a tremendous job in our, in our community. The Cal Ripken tournaments are coming this year. It's going to be a great time to go get your hot dog, hang out, and watch some of these incredible kids play some, some baseball. The district champions are being hosted, and then two weeks uh, in June, uh, the 16th through July 10th, will be the state championships. And that's incredible to have that again in our community. Uh, that means over 70 teams from across the state are going to be competing right here in Marion County. It's an amazing event for not only us, but our community. Uh, and these championships have over a million dollars in economic impact uh, and tourism in our community. So we want you to come here, hang out, have a phenomenal time, fill up on your gas because we are the cheapest, and then uh, you know go out and hang out and have a great time in Marion County. Yeah, it's uh, the uh, Cal Ripken World Series taking place July 29th through August 6th. So, yeah, if you want to see some great ball and have fun and watch the kids compete, it's excellent. And uh, sports tourism is growing, and Florida's a perfect place to take advantage of that. But uh, we do have the heat now. Uh, it's nothing new to Floridians. But uh, what is going on related to heat? I guess you have to be concerned about some of the people that live in your county because people don't deal well with it. Well, you know, I think that's one of the things that we just always need to remember. Obviously, you know, for us, you know, you go out, it's really, really hot, and, you know, you just you kind of just leave your car behind. You know, you kind of just have those natural routines. Um, but that really can affect uh, other things, you know. 
Um, sometimes we're, you know, helping somebody go to a doctor's appointment. You know, remember, you know, not to uh, leave anyone, of course, in the car, whether that's your, you know, your small kid or infant, um, an older adult, please make sure that you don't do that. Uh, they're running in and out of these stores, especially turning off the car. Um, and then, you know, with chronic medical conditions and pregnant women are, of course, very, very much sensitive. Make sure that, uh, you know, if you see them around or whatever, you know, you're offering them a, maybe a bottle of water. Um, and, and just be, be conscious of the heat and the people that it affect around you. It is a tremendous thing, and um, people don't ever really prepare for the heat. Uh, I think we just take it for granted in Florida, Bob. And so it's one of those things we just, you know, you need to have a, you need to have your radar on a little bit. You know what I mean? Ab- absolutely. You have to stay hydrated. Sometimes as we begin to age, we don't have the same uh, uh, thirst mechanism that we did when we were younger. So you've you got to take it upon yourself. Keep drinking that water. Keep drinking that water. If your urine's dark, you're probably not drinking enough. Or if you're not urinating at all, that's one of the key signs. Got to do it. And you can't leave yourself exposed to constant open sun. You've got to get a break. Give your body a break. Find some shade and hydrate, right? Man, that is just such a great point. You know, you're absolutely right. Yeah, it, we, we use that like a tennis tournament, you know, that there's like a reminder on the bathroom wall about the color of your urine. And it's like, wow, that's uh, kind of a helpful reminder. If it's dark, you know, you're not hydrated in most cases, with the exception of some some foods and stuff that can change it. But for the most part, that's a good indicator. Um what else? It, it really is, and people don't ever think about it. You know, they don't really ever pay attention to it. Well, I mean, you know, yeah. When it's hot, I'd like to be near water. Uh, a pool would be nice. <laughs> uh, what's going on in Marion yeah. County and in, in, uh, the Florida Aquatics? So our FAST, the Florida Aquatics Swimming and Training Center, a.k.a. FAST, is open. It's a state-of-the-art facility. It's cutting-edge performing uh, programming created to train swimmers and athletes of all ages. This is the place that I was telling you about a few months ago. Um, one of the awesome things that the uh, philanthropy arm of the, the Ken Colon Foundation or the Colon Foundation is doing is providing all third graders in Marion County uh, free swimming at this place and swim training so that we make sure, you know, those those kids learn how to swim. And, and of course, you know, in our community have less, less children, of course, drowning because they know how to swim. Um, but also, this is an incredible athletic facility. Uh, it has an indoor and outdoor Olympic-sized pools training. We believe state records are going to be held and break, broken there. Um, and so it is just awesome. Go out and see it. It's right over there near the on top of the world community, not that far from the Ocala Airport. Uh, an incredible place to bring your kids. And if they're interested in swimming this summer, man, it just doesn't get any better than that. I know that uh, you're big into taking care of uh, the veterans in the community, and uh, you do a great job in Marion County, but it's more than just veterans that suffer from PTSD, and you're trying to make folks aware of it in Marion County. Tell me some of the things you're doing about it. So, yeah, we have an event, and the other thing I wanted to mention really quick, Bob, is that also yesterday we had the uh, a ribbon cutting for the VA clinic right here in Ocala that over doubled in size the uh, opportunity and capacity for our veterans. Uh, and speaking of that and their health care and well-being, there are, we know that there are over 3 million cases of PTSD in the U.S. annually. Um, so we're having a walk this Monday, June 27th, 11.30 to 1.30. Um, make sure you bring your water and be hydrated, right? This is right out there on our, our campus off of uh, 25th Avenue. Um, furthermore, the National Teal Out Day. So even if you can't join us, please wear teal on Monday so to make sure that you remind people and recognize the fact that PTSD does happen 
and that we care about it and we want people to talk about it, as you and I have mentioned before, the reality is that there's a stigma about being a tough guy or tough gal. Um, and the reality is, is we really need those folks that have uh, lived their life for our country, lived their life for our community, to be able to talk about these things so that they don't end up in depression or with those kind of thoughts that lead to the end of life. Right, right on. And if you're uh, lazy, you can just buy a shirt for 22 bucks. You don't even have to walk, which <laughs> is not a bad idea. Go to MCFBF. Dot org and all the proceeds benefit Marion County uh, Fire Rescue Fund and uh, and uh, the Emilio Rivera Foundation. Yeah, the, Emilio was one of the gentlemen we we spoke about just this, you know not that long ago that actually took his own life yeah. and was a veteran and a firefighter and um, a good young man and but got affected by this you know by the traumatization of of, of life and war. Hey, one of the things, uh, you know, I have questions, how much should government get involved in a, a utility like broadband, for instance? Um, you're looking into it, Marion County. Uh, keep us up to date with what's going on there and what uh, what the future holds. Yeah, so the, the, there are some programs out there that I think um, may or may not be interesting. Uh, what we're doing right now is collecting information. We're partnering with uh, Televate to conduct a broadband feasibility study what that looks like and, and, you know, one of the, I guess, um, infrastructure questions we get a lot uh, or ask a lot about is, you know, what about broadband? How does broadband work? Uh, why don't I have this great broadband out in my community? And, well, you know, most of the time that's out in the rural areas, like what I represent out in, you know, the Ocala National Forest or, or Fort McCoy and, you know, some of those places like that, we're asking you to take an e-checkup, uh, especially if you're in the rural areas of our community, so that we know exactly what the speeds are um, and households are and how that works and how that works in your community. Um, and if you go to our website at marionfl.org forward slash broadband, you can really uh, help us by taking this survey and just letting us know what happens and what happens in your community so we can actually really tell. Uh, otherwise, you're, you're just guessing, right? And so we don't want to do that. We want to have actual data that helps us drive our decisions in Marion County. All right, uh, real quick, too. We're running out of time. 20th Annual Stormwater Calendar Photo Contest. Give us a real quick nuts and bolts on that. Yeah, so Marion County is currently accepting photos until July 1, so make a splash. Um, we need photos of lakes, rivers, springs located in Marion County. If you've got a great photo, um, please send it to us uh, at stormwater at marionfl.org. Again, that's stormwater at marionfl.org. Um, and we'll, you can also mail us some uh, things in. You can just give us a call on that, 352-438-2323, and we'll take your selections, and we'll help you get on the possibility of a calendar. Mary County Commissioner Carl Zalek, uh, appreciate having you on the air, and uh, have a great, safe weekend, my friend. Thank you, buddy. Marion County Commissioner Carl Zalek on the Bob Rose Show. You're listening to the Bob Rose Rewind. Thank you for tuning in. Don't go away. Coming up next, uh, he's a friend. He's also a big advocate of the Second Amendment. He's now a boat captain, too. We're going to talk to Chris Wagner next on the Bob Rose Rewind 97.3 The Sky. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. 
Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress-them-on-the-third-date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Happy Saturday. Welcome to the Bob Rose Rewind as we continue, this time with Chris Wagner. He's a Second Amendment advocate. We're going to talk about the gun laws as they push through the Senate and the House. But there's also a little hero story in here as well. Let's get started. The Bob Rose Rewind, 97.3, The Sky. Chris, how you doing, buddy? I'm doing great, Bob. How's the uh, how's the fishing? I know you're into this new endeavor. How's it going? Actually, it's going good. I'm up um, in Steenhatchie, captaining a boat for scallop season for a buddy of mine. We're going out and taking people out, and they're scalloping and uh, having a great time out on the water. I know your humility won't let you tell it, but I will. Um, a small child was on the boat and looked like it was suffering from the high temperatures. Chris uh, took quick action and uh, uh, got the baby and uh, mom and dad back to shore and uh, made sure that child was hydrated. And, uh, hey, I'm not overblowing it. You could have saved a life. Awesome. Well, uh, yeah, it was uh, It was really – I could see the child was miserable and she was really getting hot and mom was worried about her you know, her temperature. And, and I said, you know, you don't have to stay out here. We're allowed to go back, and, and I think we can split up. We had a three-boat group. So we ran mom and dad and grandma back with the kids, and everybody turned out to be uh, okay. Well, that's when you have a captain that's uh, part sheepdog and part Boy Scout. It's a good combo. I like it. <laughs> Thank you. Hey, um, so Chris, to, to the one thing we wanted to talk about, you've got the Senate okaying these gun restrictions, um, and, and boy, you had a bunch of Republicans cave in. They think it's going to fly right through the House, I guess. Is there any benefit to what they've put forward? And I guess what's the one or two big no-nos that you see? Well, I think what they're doing is going to do absolutely nothing to help uh, alleviate any kind of violence that we have. 
I, I don't see it really benefiting anybody. There is a small section of it they're going to be talking about mental health and hardening the schools, so that may be actually positive. But what they are doing, they are violating our adults' uh, constitutional rights. They've written in there a extended background check for anybody under 21 before they can purchase a firearm, and I think that's discriminatory based on age. Uh, it's simple. I mean, you're, you're requiring something more for people who are 21 and under, they're considered an adult at 18, and you should treat them like adults. You should not have any additional requirements for them to exercise a constitutional right. So I see that possibly being challenged, uh, and rightfully so. There should be no discrimination of, of our young people. But other than that, I don't see it doing a whole lot. Maybe instead of it making consistent with the purchase of, of, of a gun, that extended background check, why don't they maybe change the laws so that – those juvenile records are more public and on the FBI database if if they're you know violent in nature. Is that does that make sense? It, it makes sense. I don't know what that would entail logistically as far as getting those records transferred over to the federal system. Mm, okay. I don't know that that's also a good idea because a lot of people, when they're juvenile offenders, their juvenile records are expunged or, or done away with when they turn adults as part of their plea bargaining, and that would be a difficult thing to remove that from the federal system. So I just see that being a logistical nightmare. And we try to give them the benefit of the doubt. If you're young and stupid, you do young and stupid things, and uh, maybe you learned your lesson and you turned your life around. We, we try to give them, I guess, a fresh start from that, that perspective. So, you know, if we put in these new things about school safety, but nobody's actually making sure the doors lock, I guess, once again, that's not, that doesn't make sense, does it? No, and everything that they're trying to push uh, would not have stopped. I mean, you know, regardless of what happened, we left the door open, and officers didn't respond in a timely manner, and, and there's so many things that go into it, you know. And then we have, of course, the, the Supreme Court decision that's coming up. So, Well, the Supreme Court, on one case uh, recently, they ruled in favor of, you know, the Second Amendment, if you will, about concealed permits in New York, you used to have to prove a need for it. I guess what, based on whether you're carrying valuables, your own life's not valuable enough. So the Supreme Court made the right decision, six to three. Uh, and of course, they're saying you know it'll be the OK Corral, just like we heard in Florida decades ago when they began to open up the concealed permit here. They said, "Oh, it's going to be a bloodbath." And of course, we know better. Yeah, what they did was um, it was a New York case, and what they're saying is Florida is what we call a shall-issue state. In other words, if you apply for a concealed carry permit, the state has to issue you that permit, barring any um, things that would disqualify you for it. In New York, you had to show good cause to be issued a concealed carry permit. In other words, you had to show that not your life was not enough, that you had good cause to need a concealed carry permit. And there's um, six states that are like that. This will only affect those six states as far as that goes. Um, but what the Supreme Court did show is that it is a constitutional right to carry a concealed firearm outside of the home for self-defense. And that was a big win for us as far as constitutionality goes. What I don't like about it is they still did not address the fact that having to get a license from the government to actually exercise a constitutional right in and of itself is unconstitutional. You, you don't have to get a license to exercise any other right, and I think we're going to have to address that issue sooner or later, hopefully sooner than later, um, to you know, weed this whole thing out. It is a constitutional right to defend oneself and to be able to carry a firearm, and I think we're going down the right path. It's just so slow. 
Um, and there's a lot of uh, places in between we got to go as far as getting laws out of the way. Yeah, and I guess it's another reminder of, of actually how good we have it compared to other states with, you know, a governor like DeSantis and others that have, you know, in strength, uh, strengthened our, uh, you know, stand your ground type laws and things. We forget that other states might not have that. And uh, so these changes, I think it, it, it should be good for Americans in general, right? Yeah, it should be. And I'm hoping it'll lead to um, further um, constitutional challenges on some of the state's laws. Florida does have it very good. We could have it better. And uh, Governor DeSantis has said that he's going to sign a constitutional carry law in Florida before he leaves office. And hopefully, you know, I trust him at his word. I think he'll stick to that. I think they'll get it done. It's just uh, we've had to wait since 1985 for that to happen. You know, again, I go back to it's just a common sense thing. We we shouldn't have to get a permit from the government to exercise a constitutional right. We don't have to do that for any other right. Why do we have to do it for the Second Amendment? Yeah, and one quick other uh, thing I wanted to get you to comment on, if you know. Somebody uh, says that Winchester was approached or something. Government might shut them down. Five five six two two three. Ammo being impacted. Winchester serves I don't know twenty something percent of the market. Uh, they denied it in a press conference. The the White House did. But have you heard anything about this? Do you know anything? I've heard the rumor. I don't think there's anything to it right now that we can um, actually prove. And until we have something we can prove, then, you know, it's just that. It's a rumor. But that would greatly impact the availability of firearms. Uh, I don't know how the government would go about shutting them down. It would be a rather um, interesting challenge there in the courts of a government shutting down a business just because of what they make and it's legally made. Well, yeah, they just have to they just have to make up uh, something like, oh, your baby formula is killing kids. We're going to shut it yeah, down. Right. And then never actually proved that. Just as an example, now we have a shortage. Um, but, yeah, to your point, thank you, as usual. We always appreciate it. Chris Wagner on the Bob Rose Rewind. Don't go away. Coming up next, we're going to talk to Ed Braddy from the Republican Executive Committee of Alachua County. Big grand opening coming up. We'll talk to him next on 97.3 The Sky. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Welcome, welcome, and I hope you're enjoying a happy Saturday before it gets too hot or before the rain comes in. Right now, from the REC, Ed Braddy, and they have a big grand opening coming up and a lot of Republican candidates running in and around Alachua County. What? Let's talk to him right now on the Bob Rose Rewind, 97.3 The Sky. Good morning, Ed. How you doing? Good morning, Bob. I'm doing well. Hey, Thanks I heard for having you having me on. Hey, I heard you got some great news. What's uh, what's going on with the local GOP? Well, we got a lot of great news. We have a lot of great candidates. Uh, last week, as every, most people know, last Friday was the end of qualifying. So it, it made sure, you know, it, basically it sealed off all of the races. And, you know, we, we're really proud. We have a lot of conservatives in pretty much all the races. Hey, listen, for the first time ever, 
We actually have five conservatives running in five different seats for the, get this, Alachua County Soil and Water Conservation Management District. I mean, we have conservatives running for school board, for county commission, for soil and water. Of course, there are conservatives that are running for state house. And uh, there's all all kinds of, you know, we really did a great job, I think, of putting candidates in front of the voters this year. Uh, You will have choices on your August ballot and on your November ballot. And no matter uh, the fact that Democrats have much bigger numbers than Republicans do in the city of Gainesville, for instance, and Alachua County, for that matter, uh, if you're a conservative, you need to show up and vote. And if you're a Democrat who's a little tired of the way things have been and fed up with it, both on the national and the local level, then uh, you need to get out there and, and back a conservative and back uh, back some change, some stuff that you know is going to make sense, some logical uh, people. For well, instance, if I could, go ahead. Yeah. Well, I'd say if I could add to that, uh, this is turning out to be a very special uh, a year. Just two weeks ago, we saw where a Republican flipped a Democrat house a seat in Texas that had been held by Democrats for more than 100 years. And that's not an isolated case. I've, we've been tracking this since November 2020, and there have been literally dozens of, of seats all around the country that were historically and reliably blue that have gone red because independents are swinging uh, to, to our side on the issues. And, of course, the Biden mess up in Washington is catastrophic at a historical level. And so people are uh, moving in our direction. And so I think the same thing's going to play out here in Alachua County. Well, yeah, if this, this trend remains the way it is, and I think it is actually more than a trend, I think people are waking up to the policies of the far left and the push they've made and can't make sense of them at all. So they've, they've uh, uh, turned away from that. Now, um, let me ask you this. Where is the new headquarters for the GOP going to be? Well, I'm glad you asked, Bob. What a, what a great question you teed up for me. We have uh, our new headquarters. It's off of Fort Clark Boulevard. I'm going to read quickly the address, but uh, the best thing to do is to go to our website, alachuarepublicans.com, because on the contact tab is the address. But it's 1722 Northwest 80th Boulevard, Suite 70. And, again, alachuarepublicans.com, you can get the address. But, Bob, we're doing something really special next Thursday. Next Thursday, I want your listeners to mark their calendar at 6.30 p.m. We are having our grand opening of headquarters, um, and we're going to have a super-secret guest speaker who is an absolute inspiration for uh, pulling off upset victories and you know, you know, proving that it can be done. Uh, it's going to be our uh, guest speaker at, at, at our grand opening. It's at 6.30 p.m. We're going to have hot dogs and hamburgers. And we're going to have a lot of opportunities for people to volunteer to help out, you know. The, the headquarters actually is already being used. The Governor DeSantis' team, uh, the, the regional team is already set up there. They're already making phone calls. Senator Rubio has a team there, and some of our local candidates have already been utilizing it. But we want our headquarters to be seen as sort of a ground zero for conservatives across the county who want to come in and get yard signs or literature for, for candidates or to, to figure out how they can help, you know, a particular candidate, uh, you know, knock on doors on weekends or something like that. 
uh, we're going to have we're going to be a resource hub in that sense, and so we're doing our big kickoff next Thursday at six thirty p.m. I think that one of the big things that also is a wake up call is what they're attempting to do in the city of Gainesville by up zoning, where let's say you buy an old three two, you can plow it down, and on that same plot of land, you can put up housing for four families and no limit to the size of the family, what you would call a quad. You could put this up in residential areas, and it looks like a lot of the city commissioners are absolutely for it, and it's going to be devastating to neighborhoods and property values, etc. cetera. Uh, how familiar, familiar are you with that, and, uh, and what do you think people are going to do about it? Well, well Bob, I, I hate to say I'm very familiar with it. I've spent two decades in local politics, <laughs> dealing with these high density is is dense thinking, um, you know, progressive uh, policymakers. This is an old argument repackaged in a new frame. It's the stack and pack, you know, stack and pack population density in the hopes that everyone will give up their cars and take the bus. And and we've we've seen it play out since since I got in office in 2002 and. And you came to town, and I was talking on your show, and I was you know, going over these numbers of, of how many units per, per acre and all this stuff and why none of this makes sense. It's still the same, but now they, they've packaged in this feel-good, well, this is for affordable housing and inclusion and stuff like that. But ultimately, Bob, it comes down to that urban planners who think that they know best how you and your neighbors should live their lives and they think that you should be crowded into uh, as close quarters as possible so that we can get away from the dreaded automobile. Wow. This is, a, this is something that, the, you know, the far left in the city of Gainesville have been promoting and pushing for, like you said, for decades. And, uh, and you talked about city planners. I think you were the guy that turned me on to the guy who wrote a book, Dom Nazi, and said congestion, <laughs> traffic congestion is good. Yeah. It forces people out of their vehicles to use public transportation, ride bicycles, and to walk. I doubt that he ever had to take his kids to a piano recital, karate lessons, or go to the store and purchase ice cream and then try to get on the bus or ride his bike home. No, of course he didn't. And, you know, the, the, it's not just the, the road narrowing and, and, and all of these things that they promote. It's the potholes. Bob, I, I, that, a lot of that stuff's by design. The wear and tear on your vehicle now combined with high gas prices, believe it or not, there are a lot of people in, in our community who are secretly very happy about this because they think this might finally be the final straw and we'll all just suddenly start you know, taking mass transit to get around. And also that means we'll necessarily move into high-density environment. Um, and and you, you mentioned one guy, he wrote a book. There's a lot. There's a lot of that that goes on. Unfortunately, that's why we need good leaders elected um, who will take this on, whether it's at the county government or at the city government. So, what office are you running for? We need you. Well, speaking of which, boy, I have to say, Bob, you've really got those segues down today. Um, but yes, I am running as a candidate for the Alachua County Commission District Two, seat currently held by Mary Helen Wheeler. Um, also, we have uh, the governor's appointee, Ramey Eagle Glenn, who, by the way, uh, took her office yesterday. She uh, she got into the city, uh, or, I'm sorry, the county government, and got her office set up. So she's already in. She's running in in the seat that was held by Mary Alford, who didn't live in her district. Yeah. And um, 
And then so, and then of course Van Elmore is running against Ken Cornell, and that's out in that sort of eastern, um, southeastern or western, yeah, part of part of the county. Um, three good conservatives. Wow. Well, look, everybody's hopes are much higher. We have reason uh, to be hopeful. And we appreciate you spending time with us. Good luck with the grand opening coming up next Thursday. And uh, and you can uh, Google that, Alachua Republicans, right? Yes, AlachuaRepublicans.com. That was Ed Braddy from the Republican Executive Committee of Alachua County on the Bob Rose Rewind. Don't go away. Uh, Green Beret serving in Congress, Representative Mike Waltz joins us next on the Bob Rose Rewind. Hang on. It's the Bob Rose Rewind, and, uh, you know, I love talking uh, to these folks who have served in the military, and then they also went on to serve our country. A great representative of that is a United States representative, Mike Waltz. And this guy knows a little bit about warfare. I'm going to ask him about China, but there's some other pressing issues as well, and it has to do with defense and spending bills. We'll ask him about it right now on the Bob Rose Rewind 97.3 This Sky. Hey, good morning. Good to be with you. Hey, it's great to talk to you again. For folks that don't know, Mike Waltz, he's uh, uh, the first Green Beret to serve in Congress, and he's a Florida native and combat-decorated uh, veteran, small business owner. We we love that. He's worked with the Pentagon, so he understands it. So I guess let's get to this first question. Explain what marking up, what that means, what that process is, and specifically to the defense bill that you're working on. Yeah, absolutely. So the term is called you know, marking up a bill, but that's that's basically introducing legislation through a committee. Uh, if it has to do with labor, it'll go through the labor committee. In this case, it, it's the Pentagon, the defense bill for you know how many planes, tanks, ships, artificial intelligence, satellites uh, that our men and women in uniform need to, to defend this great country goes through the Armed Services Committee. It is, um, you know, there's a lot of buildup to it, a lot of legislating, but when we move the final bill through the committee, uh, we debate the amendments. Uh, you know, it's what the American people expect us to do. Um, unfortunately, under Speaker Pelosi, this doesn't happen all the time. Uh, we just, uh, things go into her office uh, with her staff, and then they appear on the House floor for, uh, for a vote. But in this case, um, both Republican and Democrat, many of us veterans, really hash this bill out. And um, it's not everything I would want by any means, but it came out with a with a fairly decent product and passed it out of the committee, uh, sixty seven to one. Does the ability for us to have a strong defense that's always important? But is it even more critical now with what's going on with Ukraine and Russia and what looks to me more and more like a proxy war? And then I want you to comment on China as well. And lately, they've been a little aggressive toward Japan. It would seem. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, look, I, I don't think we've ever faced the types of threats, the complexity, uh, and the sc- scope and scale of them as we're facing today. China, Russia, Iran, North Korea, and of course, uh, still the, the threat of global terrorism, which now has been given a real shot in the arm by the debacle that was the withdrawal from Afghanistan. ISIS and al-Qaeda still fully intend to hit us again, and they're developing the capability once again 
uh, uh, to do so. So all, how do we do all of those things overlaid with $30 trillion in debt? Uh, and, you know, that, I think that's the real issue before us. Uh, yeah, we, we do have a developing, uh, I believe, uh, proxy war in, in Ukraine. Uh, to, some, to some extent, I do believe that Putin will continue beyond Ukraine if he's able to. Uh, but the other issue, and I think the much bigger issue, is the threat from the Chinese Communist Party. Uh, their navy is now bigger than ours. They're launching more into space uh, than us plus the rest of the world combined. Uh, they fully intend uh, to dominate the Pacific uh, by the end of this de- decade and be the sole global superpower uh, in, in the decade to follow. I don't want my kids growing up <laughs> with social credit scores and in a world led by uh, Chinese communists. Well, it, so it's, that, that's, you know, that's the issue before us. It's concerning short and long term because uh, the commander in chief, as, as we know, has done and his son has done a tremendous amount of business with the Chinese Communist Party, either directly or indirectly. But we know how it works there. Yep. You do a big enough deal. The Chinese Communist Party have their hands all over it. Of course, that's nature of communism. So uh, is this guy to be trusted as we you know, move into this continuing volatile situation with China? Well, that's what makes this adversary so much more dangerous than any we've ever faced before, uh, because so many institutions in this country are drunk on Chinese money, academia, university, Hollywood, the NBA and sports institutions, uh, and, and Wall Street, uh, and absolutely our political class. You know, the, the Chinese Communist Party calls it elite capture, where they corrupt certain key individuals uh, or certain institutions so that they will always tilt on their side. And they've absolutely done that with the Biden family. Uh, They've done it with (laughs) key universities like Harvard, University of Pennsylvania, and so many and and so many other ways. And, you know, the final thing I'd say, you know, we can have the most amazing, wonderful, talented, lethal military in the world. But if you don't have a commander in chief that our adversaries believe will use it, uh, then, you know, a lot of that is, is for naught. And uh, we certainly do not have a commander-in-chief right now that's feared and respected. Well, I mean, look, we've, you know, thanks to Nancy Pelosi, I guess, we, we've got a somebody who sits on the House Intel Committee and yeah. was cavorting with a known Chinese spy, and he kept his job and his gig on the Intel Committee, a very highly prized position. What? How do you... How do you how do how do you keep from losing your temper? Yeah, right. Well, and and I guarantee you, we flipped the house. He's off that committee. Uh, uh, period. And it, uh, Kevin McCarthy has already stated it, but it's beyond even that. Uh, Senator from California, Barbara Feinstein, had uh, a member of her staff for twenty years. Twenty years. Yep. That was found to be um, a uh, uh, a Chinese spy. I mean, we just had someone in the University of Florida accessing one of the largest uh, uh, computers in the country, the most powerful computers in the country. As soon as the investigation began, he was on the, on the next flight back to Beijing. So it is incredibly pervasive, and we've got to wake up as a country. But, you know, there's, it's even beyond that, you know, these individual cases. Our money, U.S. dollars, are funding this Chinese military buildup, are funding their debt diplomacy, 
Uh, it's in our pension funds. It's in Wall Street. I'm in a fight with the military's 401k system right now. So sailors and soldiers are sending money back for their retirement. And then the board overseeing that retirement fund is investing billions into Beijing stock market. So, you know, look, I'm telling everybody that'll listen, when you see Made in China, put it down. It's not just a jobs issue and a human rights issue. It's a national security issue. It's our money that is funding their buildup. You're, you, you know, we're right in the backyard of the University of, of Florida here in Gainesville, Ocala area. And, and I, I do have concerns about uh, Chinese nationalists getting educated here. We know that people with strong ties to the Chinese Communist Party have sent their kids here to be educated. I guess, you know, how, how do you deal with that effectively without being called xenophobic? which, of course, you know that's coming. But how, and, and I'm not saying that all young people coming from China are bad or would work for the communist government. I guess my fear is um, the communist government could probably get them to work for them at any given time when they want to, right? Yeah, yeah that's absolutely right. And I want to be clear, too. Uh, lots of amazing, wonderful, talented young uh, Chinese kids that just want to improve their life. No problem with them, the Chinese people. It's their government. And under Chinese law, if the Chinese Communist Party tells you, go take that um, paper or that thumb drive or that data on artificial intelligence or robotics or what have you, and send it home, if you don't, they hold your family responsible. Right. Uh, so they don't have a choice. Uh, and, you know, I don't know that we need 400,000 Chinese students per year. I think we could be much more selective. Uh, but the problem is, they pay full freight. Their government sponsors them, and these universities—they want that. You know, they want that revenue. Well, and so, there's look. Yeah, go ahead. There's grant and endowments too. That oh, uh, look what uh, you know. Uh, my grandpa's cousin—he uh, wants to give the uh, you know the medical school here a big old gift. No, you're absolutely right. Look, I mean, uh, the the chairman of the Chinese Communist Party, Z, his daughter went to Harvard. Uh, they're one of the largest recipients. Of, uh, of foreign monies flowing into these university endowments. And then on top of that, you have the professors in some of these key areas, American professors, going over, you know, and they'll take NASA grants, Defense Department grants, uh, and then they'll fly over to uh, Beijing and then go teach in their universities that same uh, really sensitive research that were funded by U.S. tax dollars. Uh, it's called a, it's called the Thousand Talents Program. We put legislation in to ban that and prevent that uh, from happening. But it really is a, a pervasive problem. I do want to say, with the University of Florida, they've taken uh, they've taken some bold and important steps uh, to 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 address this issue. But at the end of the day, the Chinese are stealing their way to the top, and they're handing it right over to the military. Wow. Uh, it's not shocking to us. We know a lot about this. We're glad that you're on top of it now. Uh, can you get the ear of other people uh, in Congress and make some real changes? Hopefully after the midterms, you'll have the people in place that can make something happen. But if everybody's feeding at the trough, not everybody that appears to your, be your friend is going to uh, you know, go along with it, so to speak. We, we appreciate it, Congressman. Thanks for being on the show. Hey, thank you. That was Congressman Mike Waltz on the Bob Rose Rewind. Thanks to all my guests, Ed Braddy, Chris Wagner, and Marion County Commissioner Carl Zalek rounding it out. Thank you for tuning in as well. We really appreciate your support, and I ask you to tune in Monday morning starting at 6 a.m. for the Bob Rose Show, along with Greg Cassidy on 97.3 The Sky.
Oh, oh, oh. 
Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one... They're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.